Hey everybody, Shane Presley, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode of the show. Today's feature is my buddy, Keith Brake of Keith Brake Photography and KBP Studios. Had a whole lot of fun hanging out with Keith, talking about all of his work in photography in the studio and all kinds of other great things. Um, so, hope you dig it. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler. Located here in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Maplewood area. Swing by the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Um, use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase when shopping online there. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's officially beard season. With fall and no-shave November right around the corner, this is prime time to grow a beard. And Roughneck Beard Company has you covered. Using a good beard oil from day one of growth sets the stage for faster, fuller, healthier growth. Avoid dry skin and the dreaded beard itch. Combined with Roughneck Genesis for the vitamin punch that really gets things moving. Stop in today or order online to build your kit and kick your growth into high gear. Again, don't forget that code RPP15. For 15% off all your purchase at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Also get involved with them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Keith Brake and uh, all of his support for the show. Again, uh, check out KBP Studios in DeCoin, Illinois. And uh, visit keithbrakephotography.com. I had a great time hanging with Keith. And uh, even um, had some nice photos taken there at the studio. So if you want to see those, check out uh, the link on rockpaperpodcast.com. Feel free to hit me up on email, rockpaperpodcast at gmail. I would love to hear from you all. And find me on the socials. And uh, keep an eye out. i got a a couple of things on on the works. So I'm super super excited to share with you all. So I'll be uh, making some announcements here very soon. Uh, With all that out of the way, sit back, relax. And check out this brand new episode with my buddy, Keith Brake. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Keith Brake from KBP Studios, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Rock Paper Podcast Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast Coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri Hanging out today with Keith Brake. Welcome to the show, man. 
Thanks, Shane. Appreciate you having this me. This is uh, super exciting for me. I'm, we've already been having a great day. We, uh, we, we can't, I'm down here and actually uh, just a little outside of St. Louis in DeCoin, Illinois. Took a little road trip to come hang out with Keith and at uh, KBP Studios. So uh, thanks for uh, having me out here today and give me the uh, tour around and showing me the building and the space. And this is pretty cool, man. Like, what were you saying? This is like a... Yeah, it's a 130-year-old um, building. So um, the brick here in the studio walls is is the original brick. It was covered with yeah. a ton of plaster when we moved in, and uh, neither my wife nor myself really liked that look. So we... <laughs> right. uh, we got started with some hammers and some trash bags and, uh, yeah, exposed the brick, cleaned it up, um, like the way that it turned out. Floor is all the original hardwood. We uh, stripped away most of the years of paint on it and uh, spent um, several hours with sanding on it to get it the way it is. And, uh, yeah, yeah, everything's, uh, everything's pretty cool at yeah. this point. I love it, man. It looks great. And, like, I just think it's crazy that... Uh, you know, the years, uh, the trends that come and go and everything else. Um, like, you know, especially with hardwood floors, people like, uh, in these old homes, people covered them up with carpet and everything else. And then like other people come in and they pull the carpet and they reveal like, Oh, there's this gorgeous hardwood floor underneath here. Like why is it? Why, yeah, exactly. Why cover with carpet? And yeah, we, we actually, reversed 130 years uh worth of decor in here to make it more modern right if, if that <laughs> yeah, makes sense yeah, right. this is like the the look people are going for now i think yeah um and we had it here we just had to expose it so. yeah but i appreciate you making the drive down and yeah it's been a great day things uh things have been fun so far yeah we did uh we snapped a couple pictures had uh had some fun um uh, just i don't know i i and this was like this was cool like I've known you just uh, mainly from uh, afar. I've uh, we've met in person and we've talked at uh, briefly at concerts and and things. But as far as like uh, really getting to know you, like it's, we don't get a chance to talk because there's usually a loud rock and roll band playing. So right, uh, you know that kind of thing. So and uh, we've we've been friendly online a little bit and uh, just uh, recently we started to collaborate and uh now uh spot proud sponsor of rock Paper podcast absolutely no it's been it's been great and i am a proud sponsor um you have a great product and a great show and uh, i've seen some positive things come from that direction already so yeah i mean it's been good and it's been a great collaboration and to your point yeah i mean it's you know life is busy and you and i've probably been in the same space dozens of times and had maybe four minutes worth of conversation yeah. because you're running one way and I'm running sure. another. So yeah, it's great to sit down and great to chat. That's the thing. With, that's what I love about doing this show is like, it, it's exactly this to have these opportunities where I can actually, we can set aside a time and Hey, let's meet and let's all just hang out and see what happens. And, uh, so, uh, I, I, I love it. I get love getting to document people's stories and, uh, getting to share them and uh, hopefully introduce them to some new people and stuff. So, um, but, uh, I saw, I guess being this our first time and talking and things really like kind of, I want to go back to the beginning, uh, the early days. And, uh, I always kind of start with, uh, St. Louis being that out, this is where I'm kind of, I'm based out of, but has St. Louis always been home for you or are you are the St. greater St. Louis area or no, no, I'm, I'm actually, uh, Tennessee is where I'm originally from. Okay. Um, when I was a young child, we had, a 
my, my father died in a car accident and then, uh, my mother ended up remarrying and then we ended up in Illinois. So, um, as far as matters of years go, you know, this is, this area is home to me now because the, you know, just the sheer number of years that I've been in the St. Louis greater Metro, um, I consider it home. But uh, did I come from here? No, not yeah. born and raised. I'm I'm a transplant. Right. So it was high, it was like a, how far like with high school and stuff in Tennessee or do you? Oh no, I didn't even make it that far. Okay. It, was, it was like fourth grade. Oh okay. But uh, that's fourth grade or so was when my mom remarried. My father actually uh, was killed in a car accident when I was three, so mm. I I barely remember my real dad. Man, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean. I mean, you, yeah, it is. Uh, it would have been probably more awful if I was 13 versus sure. three. Um, but yeah, that I, doesn't make it any less uh, awful for my the people who were old enough to right. remember, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's, uh, I guess, you know, maybe the, the silver lining part, at least you at that young, you you still didn't really have like that relationship. It'd be, it'd be hard, a lot harder, like you're saying, if you've, he had all these years with him and then, right. you know, cut short and stuff. And, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough stuff, man, to lose in a parent that young. Yeah. I had other, I had other role models sure. in my life. Yeah. I mean, mom, mom remarried and, you know, I had my grandfather's, so right. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not sitting here sad sacking yeah. by any means, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Life is, uh, unpredictable. You just got to roll with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I know, uh, a little bit about, uh, some of your story and stuff, but like, uh, when you, when you get here, um, and you're getting, you're established and stuff, you, you told me before you, um, used to play music a lot and I was, uh, you were involved in bands around town, but is that something you started pretty young and, uh, in music and that the music thing for me, um, and I, I tell people this and some people get it and some people don't. And I have a, I have a strong feeling that, that you're going to understand this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I tell people that music saved my life because oh, yeah. I was going through just a crappy period. Okay. Just, you know, things were falling apart. Nothing was working. Um, relationship issues, family issues, and uh, friends of mine could see that I was, I was struggling. So one friend of mine goes, I got you an audition to sing in a band. And I'm like, what the, f- what, I, what are you talking about? And he goes, you got to do something with your life because you're, you're, you're just withering away to nothing. He goes, you're pathetic and I'm tired of watching it. So, you know, whatever, I'll go do it. Right. And I'll, I'll go do this. So, um, audition for the band. And what do you audition with? Um, I sing. Well, I mean, what song though? Like uh, an original song. Okay. They they wanted to do originals, and and my friend had known that I'd been writing, so he's like, "Get your notebook of lyrics and go see if something is is gonna pop." And right. then that was the nucleus of a band called Dysphasic that played around the St. Louis area for almost probably 10 years. And we transitioned from original music to covers, you know, to, to make money. Of course, you know, we, we sold out so we could make money. Um, but that's how the music thing started. And then I always played rhythm guitar a little bit too. So added that in and sprinkled that along. But, uh, yeah, 10, 10 years of playing music and it really, 
kind of took me, it, it carried me through a time in life when I was having some crap, kind of crappy, dark thoughts, you know, like uh, going through a divorce, mm-hmm. not being able to have the family nucleus together. So, yeah, that was the start of the music. And then after I got with my wife that I'm with now, uh, happily married for 15 years now, happy to say, but uh, music was still part of that when we first got together and I've been in a few bands since, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cover band road and a few originals. Right. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite, uh, covers to, to belt out there? Uh, so there's two that come to mind. Right. Um, I still do love to sing simple man by Leonard Skinner and, um, rebel yell by Billy Idol. Another one of my favorite songs to to sing, if given a chance. Yeah, I, uh, I have some um, coworker had like just his phone in his pocket. He was walking down the halls the uh, the other day, and he had some tunes on. I heard a couple of different things uh, as he passed me. I heard some Tom Petty, but I did hear I caught Simple Man coming out of the speaker, and uh, uh, I don't know. It that one always gets me because. Uh, I danced with my mom to at my wedding to that song and stuff. So like it has even more uh, feeling to it now for me and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's a great song, man. It's always it always was a powerful song for me, but now it's even you know weighs on me more than than before. So, well, it's it's interesting because um, you and I are tied together in ways that we don't know because I danced with my mother to that song on my wedding day for Teresa, my wife that I'm with now. There you so, go. Man, look at that. Yeah. Small. So we share it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that's pretty powerful. Uh, it's kind of, kind of weird, you know, not of, of all songs and stuff and, and all the things that we are connected there. Yeah. Yeah. Literally a billion songs on the planet. <laughs> yeah, right. we, we choose the same one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, I mean, I don't know. I'm big, I'm big on all that. Like I grew up, um, with uh, a lot of southern rock stuff on in this dad dad and mom kind of mom was more bluesy stuff dad but dad liked a lot of the uh almond brothers and zz top and and all that so it was there was on heavy rotation uh for all of our events and things so yeah big part of my youth uh growing up listening to those records and so um but yeah i uh uh, so you're, you're, uh, you, you did the cover band thing for a while. Um, uh, but what leads you into wanting to pick up the camera where you're now, this is like, uh, what you're kind of, you're, you know, you're known for around town is obviously with that. Yeah, it was, um, it was a perfect marriage from a, from, of two things that I enjoyed, um, that come from one minor place that got me started so to speak so i was i was running my course on playing live music i was i was getting worn down i was getting burnt out i was getting tired of it um the scene was trying and around here the scene was was dying as well in in uh you know live bands were getting pushed out for djs and things like that so it made it it made it more complicated to get shows. It made it more complicated to get shows at nice places where you could make money. All of the things that playing live music used to be seemed to be evolving. And um, 
you know, perhaps the old gray guy, you know, the gray in the beard or the get off my lawn guy, but I didn't like the way that it was changing. Okay. So, um, I stepped away from music and that left a void for my creativity. Right. So I, I needed this outlet somehow, uh, to, to be creative, to be artistic, to, to make, you know, like I'm a, I'm a maker. It's what I did for my career, still do in my day job. And it's what my hobby is. I, I like to make, and, uh, just so happens I like to make photos, uh, for my artistic, uh, pastime. So, um, I had this void from stepping away from music and our daughter was getting ready to graduate high school. So Teresa, my wife, she comes to me and she says, we, we have no camera to take pictures of our daughter's graduation. Um, go to the store and pick something up, you know, just, just something good enough to, to do the graduation. Well, I, I'm not just a just good enough sort, <laughs> sort of person. So I brought home, um, which at the time I thought was a, I knew I had a fight coming, right? I knew I had a, why the hell did you buy that? Because, you know, that's not simple. But at the time, I thought it was a really nice, expensive camera. Over the years, I've learned differently. But it was a two-lens kit on a Nikon DSLR. And my concert photography in this studio stemmed from the marriage of my daughter needing graduation pictures for us to take pictures of her at a graduation and my void of not being in music. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after I got the camera and Teresa's like, what are you going to do? Take that back. I'm like, no, I like it. I'm going to keep it. And it was about six months later. I told her, I said, I'm going to try to start shooting concerts. And she's like, okay. You know, cause my wife is supportive, but she's also realistic, you know? So <laughs> it was right. like that. Yeah, you, you get right on that. Let me know how it works out for you. And then, you know, now we're sitting here talking. And I, I Shane, I, I, I couldn't even tell you how many bands yeah. that, that I've photographed. You know, I mean, I, I, was, I can proudly say I was one of 26 people who was allowed to photograph Ozzy Osbourne during the eclipse yeah. when he performed Bark at the Moon. So, you know, and you don't really realize how special that is till you know that you're in the photo pit with a guy who's come all the way from Brazil to be the same place you are. That kind of put it in perspective sure. for me. Um, but that's how it started. That's that's how we're here today. It was just, uh, yeah, I needed I needed a creative outlet, and uh, my daughter needed pictures of her graduation, <laughs> yeah. and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm I mean I'm there's so much of that I relate to also. Like I feel like there's it's been happening all day. A lot everything you say, I'm, I'm right on the same page with you. We come from a very uh, similar mindset, I think, and a lot of, uh, um, crossover for, sh for sure when how we uh, view things. And, um, but they, uh, you know, I started, uh, in just following my friends' bands around and I wanted to help. And I started to, um, do like a blog, a uh, little album review type of thing. I was, you know, I'd started posting up, uh, some tracks I liked and, and um, you know, it's like these start with start with these. These are my highlight kind of ones I've and I, I did 
I, I try to do local stuff, but I also would do some mainstream stuff off the radio. Then, you know, when new albums would come out, I, I mean, that was just what I like to do. I listen to albums in, in complete and, uh, and would give my thoughts on them and started getting some attention for that. And then I, uh, but as podcasting kind of grew, I didn't really, I, f- I felt like what I was doing, like, didn't really work well in that format. People like to, but I'd rather, instead of telling you to go listen to songs, but I could just play the audio and then have you, you know, hear it on the show. So, and as podcasting kind of grew, I was like, maybe that could be cool. And so started doing this and, uh, you know, I felt like it was a good way to continue to add to it, like get the story directly from the people. Um, it was like, uh, I, uh, for me, I was like, I'm not a great writer. It wasn't over enough words. Like, you know, I don't know how to, to describe a guitar solo or, you know, so I was like, I'll just let the people speak for themselves. And instead of me telling you like what it's like, and, but it was the same kind of thing. I had this creative itch. I needed to do something. And like, and it's, I'm glad that, uh, all of that led me into podcasting to kind of find my, what I'm really passionate about and stuff too. So, uh, and yeah, I'm same, same kind of thing. I couldn't, there's been a lot of, I mean, I guess I could tell you since there's a, they're numbered, but there's a, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different <laughs> bands and, um, and, uh, I, I do the, I do it cause I love it, man. It's a lot of fun to get out there and get to meet all these people. And I'm sort of, sort of the same way through your camera lens, you get to meet some of the most incredible people. And, uh, well, that's, that's the best part. Yeah. You know, it, it's, um, it, it's the people that you meet, that you're able to meet, that you're, that you're lucky enough to meet that you actually respect, you know, like you respect these people and you look up to them for what they do and the happiness and the joy they bring to the masses that they they perform to. And then like, there's nothing better when you meet them face to face and they're just a real, true, honest human being. That's just, you know, pure and nice. And that's the greatest part of the job because, you know, we, I think, you know, I think a lot of times we, we like to focus on the soap opera things, you know, the negative things and what makes a great story. Uh, but what makes a great story to me is uh, when I meet someone that I've looked up to, that I've listened to every song they've ever written and played, and that person turns out to be a genuine, nice upstanding human being with Mm -hmm. no preconceived notions of what they're entitled to. We need to hear more stories about that because that's the beautiful part of what we do. Right. I, uh, as you say that, like my story of, in that vein is, uh, is Gary Clark Jr. Uh, I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet him at all, but like, uh, I met him backstage or back behind the, the pageant, uh, after the show when he played there and, he was hanging out by the tour bus thing, getting taking pictures and signing autographs and doing that whole thing. And uh, I walk up and I was sitting there waiting in line for a little bit. Had my poster. I wanted to see if I could get him to sign and get a picture with him. And and there's a, there's a girl uh, kind of standing there next to me and she on her on her phone and um, goes uh, and hands Gary the phone and goes, "Hey, we say hi to my sister for me." He's like, "Yo, what's up? It's Gary Clark Jr." And like and just like. You know, I think most people probably be like, I don't want, you know, I don't want, I have uh, all these other people and everything else, but he's just super chill and he's, you know, talk to her for a moment and then and he's like, all right, I got to go and, you know, meeting all these other people and I got to 
take a picture with him. And he's just like as genuine and super cool as you would ever imagine. Like he's like seemed, I mean, that was one of the best experiences meeting somebody uh, that I admire like that. And right. Yeah. He's a, he's the real deal and incredible talent. Yeah, no, it's in, you know, for me, we, we share, we share a friend, you and I, that that's the same kind of person. Um, you know, Steve Ewing from oh, the yeah. urge. Yeah. I've been listening to Steve and the urge since, you know, <laughs> since before my beard was gray and, and, and grown out this long, which right. is, uh, some years ago, yeah. okay, let's say. And, um, yeah, Steve is pretty much the same way. When, when Steve reached out to me, uh, to, to ask me to photograph him in this studio space and he was willing to come to me, you know, it was, uh, kind of a kind of that same kind of moment for mm-hmm. me you know um so yeah it's the it's about the people it's about the friends yeah and uh, expanding those positive memories because we have uh there's a lot of things people can be negative about now but uh i'd rather focus on those things that that feel right feel normal and are positive right yeah steve uh i think was episode five he's been a supporter of of this show since the beginning and uh, and he uh i think i told you in text but they uh i was looking to throw a party uh to celebrate the first year of the show and and steve had been doing um, the acoustic brunch stuff over there at steve's hot dogs uh shout out to steve's hot dogs and uh he was uh so he was doing this and i was like hey steve what do you think about me like kind of piggybacking off of your idea maybe i'll do one of the you know book the show and he's like yeah sounds great let's do it and so i start putting together a lineup of some friends that i wanted to bring in uh, and then he goes i'll play and i'm like okay you know i'm like yeah sure the, v- the very first uh event i put together steve ewing wants to play it okay you know, that sounds pretty awesome so yeah uh you know it was just uh so him and adam did like a bunch of urge tunes acoustic and and uh it was just so much fun, like, you know, screaming liquor store in there and Steve's yeah, right. Hot Dogs and, like, you know, stuff like that. It was just stuff. And he did a couple um, that they don't, you know, typically play acoustic like that, but it was a lot of fun. And um, so, anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, he has a special place in my heart for sure. And, like, he's just an incredible guy. But, man, yeah. big, incredible big performer, fan. too. Oh, you, yeah. you were at the same show I was at this past weekend. Yeah. So that was, yeah. I mean, I, I, I put it in my review uh, as many times as I watch those guys and, and watch what they do. I, I'm still blown away at just the overall amount of motion, the mm-hmm. running, the jumping, and, sl- and they never stop. Yeah, it just it, I can't I can't walk down the stairs here at my studio three times <laughs> in a row without getting tired from yeah. it. You know, these guys are going two hours. Yeah. I uh, was, I listened to a lot of Stern show. Yeah, uh, just a big fan of it. But he recently had uh, Ice T on, and uh, it was well. It was uh, actually I was sorry. He's on Stern's on vacation, so it's replays. And so it was recently replayed uh, Ice T's appearance on the show from a couple of years ago. And uh, they, uh, but he was talking about going on tour with uh, Body Count and. And they hadn't done that in a long time, and they were recording new music and all this stuff. And anyway, but he was saying how like when he plays the music, and even the people uh, at the shows and stuff, like they go back to when they first 
heard these songs and stuff but they go they you know they go back to being 18 20 years old and like and i feel that's exactly the same i don't know i don't want to speak for them but i feel like that's the same way with all those guys on stage they run around on stage like they're 18 years old again for the you know for two hours and it's like they bills up there doing those jumps and everything else and it's right. just like uh you know even though they're not quite 18 anymore they still uh act it for the for the night and have a good time and stuff and it's just uh, so much fun to watch and like those that's the reason why they're one of the best for sure yeah absolutely yeah yeah they're they're one of yeah, still to me and you know and art is subjective right but but to me they're still like one of the most premium live bands you you can see right yeah, and we're lucky to get to do it a couple times a year around here. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah which uh, and if you haven't seen it, uh, November twenty sixth, I think it is. Uh, they're the Friday after Thanksgiving. They're playing at the pageant. So come on out with uh, Fragile Porcelain Mice and Sinister Dane. So yes. that, that's gonna. They announced that the other night, and I was like, that's gonna be a wild night for sure. So. It'll be a great one. Yep. Uh, last time, the, before the pandemic hit, I saw them there with with Fragile, and uh, yeah, what a show! Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. For yeah, sure. yeah, I was. Uh, I, I haven't really missed uh, many since they reformed and uh, started doing the Thanksgiving shows again and stuff. So, uh, but for me, like I got into them by when I started really listening to the Urge, like they'd kind of taken out we're on hiatus and stuff and like they weren't really doing anything so for me that was really exciting when i could start going to see them again and stuff because i missed out on all the mississippi nights you know days and all that kind of stuff so right um but yeah um it's uh it's cool man but um it'd be a fun night those are always a good time i'm glad that like they got the thanksgiving on lock and then the el monstero does all the christmas shows and stuff and like um those are those are always uh staples of uh yeah, both of those shows are rites of passage yeah you know if you you cannot live anywhere near st louis and call yourself a legitimate music fan if you've not seen either of those two shows right and and i mean those two shows specifically at that time of year if you've not seen elmon on the christmas run and and the urge for the thanksgiving show you know you're you're doing something wrong if yeah. you're in the music realm in in st louis now I've, i'm sure i've offended someone by saying that <laughs> yeah. but but you know what i mean yeah. they're not doing anything wrong they just owe it to themselves to I, to go check that out i agree uh I, i'll speak uh be the first one to tell you i i put off el monstero for a long time um i had bad bad experiences with uh tribute bands that had like led me to believe like they're all kind of uh similar you know and uh i was like i'm not you know i like original music i didn't really want to go watch a, the tribute band show and i kind of put it off for a long time and everybody kept telling me how great the show is and i'm like all right so anyway finally so i ended up getting some tickets from a friend and i went and uh, it blew my mind i mean there was a there is a large gap in skill level between uh, tribute bands and stuff, and they do it to a T. Like, I mean, you close your eyes, you feel like you're listening to a uh, Pink Floyd record. I mean, they pl they play yes. it incredibly live, uh, and then but then you open your eyes and you it's sensory overload. It's the the greatest one of the greatest stage production shows you can ever see. The 
lights and smoke and lasers and uh you got your dancers and your characters and it's like a full-on circus slave state you know oh, vegas yeah. production and stuff and um so it took a, my brother-in-law for the first time to their show at the amphitheater this year and uh he had never seen them and uh he's a huge pink floyd fan so he was going into this with a and, and he's an open-minded guy, so he wasn't going in with, they're not going to be Floyd and I'm going to hate them, you know, he, but, but he was a Floyd fan, so mm-hmm. he was going in cautiously, right? And uh, the first thing he said to me when we walked out um, was that, I'm almost positive that Roger Waters and David Gilmore were not here tonight. <laughs> so, you know... Large compliment, but but to your point, I mean, that compliment speaks exactly to the point that you're making. You know, these guys, uh, El Monstero was, they're on point with what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, to, to me, when they say they're a tribute band, they take it seriously and they deliver on that. They deliver on it in, in style with the visuals, with the, the audio performance, uh, musical acuity, you know, everything, every aspect, they have it. Yeah, yeah. What uh, do you have? A couple of that really like stick out. I mean, you mentioned Ozzy during the eclipse. I mean, that's got to be an incredible experience for sure. Just uh, sure. Um, you know, you know, obviously, just, you know, the music alone, but the fact the natural phenomenon that, that is going on and stuff. Like, uh, but do you have uh, some moments that really come to mind when you think of some of your your highlights of uh, as a photographer? Well, that. So Ozzy during the eclipse is undoubtedly number one because I don't even I won't even have a chance to replicate anything like that. So I kind of feel like we need to just take that out of the pile. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's that's we we understand that's the top of the mountain and we're not going to go back there. Um, you know, standout moments for me when I was photographing shows. Uh, they're, they're hard for me because I get nostalgic in nothing else in life except music. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is I, I went to Louisville to, to photograph Metallica. That was, that was huge for me because I grew up an insane Metallica fan. So because of my nostalgia, that was going to be a terrific night no matter what. Right. You know, I mean, they could have, they could have played on Hello Kitty guitars and I'd still been like, Hey, that's Metallica. I'm cool with it. Uh, so my brighter moments are when a band that I've never photographed before or don't know much about blows me away. You know, those, those are the moments that, that I really like. Um, you know, I, I have to say with all honesty, Rancid kind of done that to me at the Pops open air show that I just covered when they were there with Dropkick Murphys. I mean, yeah, Rancid, they're a staple. I'm, I like punk rock. I knew about Rancid. I've never seen them live. And I walked away from that live performance with uh, a lot more respect for for what it is mm-hmm. that they do. Um, so, you know, standout moments for me, are they're, they're a mixture of nostalgia and introduction into into to new bands which yeah. uh you know 
a band that a lot of people laugh at that really impressed me when I was in the pit was Texas Hippie Coalition. All right. Um, they they were solid. They were on point. Now, I'm not going to you know sit here and tell you that they're massive production or anything like that. They happened to be at the same festival that Ozzy was, Ozzy was at, uh, but they were... They were one of those moments where I was like, hey, you know, you guys, uh, your name's a little bit gimmicky, but you're, you're delivering on the music. So um, I think what's cool to uh, mention in Rancid and that show is besides the band, the music and everything, but like the crowd. And I remember like you, you posted a really uh, incredible shot of crowd surfers. Uh, at the, and so you see the way that these people, how much they love that band and stuff that that whole experience too just even if you're not into it it's exciting to see how much they are into it and stuff and yeah that that's that's right and that's that's one of the draws to uh to doing what i do and what you know the the group of concert photographers really collectively i would assume i can i can't speak for all of them but only myself but there's a certain energy and there's a certain feel of electricity in when you're in that photo pit in between the barricade because you have the wall of the fans that are feeding the band and then you have the band that's feeding the wall of fans and you're caught in the sweet spot right in the middle <laughs> it's awesome in front of you it's awesome behind you you know it's it's and to your point the people, the crowd surfers, you know, they're, they're feeding off of that. And I know security doesn't like crowd surfers. I also know that bands will not like security if they don't let those people have a good time like that, because the entire point of that show is to have a good time and have a release. And, um, the crowd at Rancid. Awesome. Yeah. They were, they were, awesome they were in tune from from like the second song of the bronx the the opener for that show um you know the bronx a punk band from los angeles i'll be honest with you i didn't know them i know them now they they were like they they spoke to me you know from the stage i mean so i'm i'm digging into their stuff but the audience and people in general by my estimation are so ready for music and performance art and these good times that sure. they had circle pits going from like the first note of the second yeah. song and it was like going all night you know crowd surfing and circle pits yeah, these and, guys have been pent up for 18 months and they were oh re re yeah. ready to go yeah exactly <laughs> all right yeah. but yeah that's a i mean that's a great shot though for sure like uh on you'll you can find the uh i'll, I'll probably tag it on this episode but the review uh you uh you posted some of your shots and uh but that's like it's like a nice like a sunset behind them too and everything like it's yeah. so it was pretty uh pretty nice but yeah uh, that's actually that that image i think the publication um plug for midwest rewind without them i wouldn't be able to shoot nearly as many shows as i do so uh, yeah. you know go give them a like midwest rewind yeah but uh yeah that image you're talking about is actually the cover of uh it's like the cover image for that review and uh pops has also shared it between now and then as well so. yeah yeah um but yeah man i uh i'm so glad that all these things that i love are coming back in full effect right and i mean obviously there's 
still some some stipulations with uh mask and you know uh venues now requiring uh vaccine proof or negative test results and things but i mean if this is the the what we have to do to continue to have shows then i'm I'm all about it and like uh you know whatever we got to do to do it safely but I, I just don't want them to take everything away again like they did for for all last year and stuff so if this is what we got to do to be to have fun then i'll do it yeah i'm 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 kind of like-minded in that regard. I I don't think I don't say I don't think some of these places would survive, you know, being shut down again. Mm-hmm. I don't think some of these bands, some of the right. crew members. I, well, I we've just, already lost a lot of them, like you know. So we don't. Right. Yeah. We're we're already down from where we were at. Um, you know, rules rules are rules. Yeah. You know, to me, I I I have a pretty good time i'm pretty i'm pretty decent at separating like professional decisions from personal decisions um this is their business this is this is their livelihood their longevity if they require that for people to enter to me it's no different than telling me that i can't smoke a cigar while i'm sitting in a restaurant right you know and if anybody knows me on social media you know i like my cigars (laughs) um but to me that's just a professional decision and to your point yeah if that's what i have to do to go in and do my job and photograph bands if that's what i have to do to attend these things that bring me joy Mm -hmm. you know happiness to make life feel a little normal again yeah, then the rules are the rules. So right. be it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, there was a moment uh, like uh, two weeks ago, I saw Black Pumas at the pageant. And uh, I don't know. It was just, uh, uh, oh, I got, I was, I got emotional, man. I started like it kind of came over me. Um, there was, uh, there, I mean, the whole night was just incredible. Like, chills through several songs like they're just uh, i love the band and but eric their vocalist jumped off stage and he's walking through the pit and he's high-fiving people and uh you know and then there was a moment where at the uh end of the night for the encore he like ran up in the balcony with just a mic and a guitar and he uh sang and they have a recording of it uh on their on a record but they did uh tracy chapman's fast car mm and just just him solo and yeah of course you know the whole room singing and every word back to him and um and it was really powerful and i'm just like man i missed this so much like this because like i've been to i went to shows during the pandemic you know went to some of the socially distanced ones that and then you know the band sounds great and all but there's you can't replace that what is created by a group of you know 20 300 people screaming back to the lyrics and, and just that energy that's created in that room and everything. And like, it really got to me though that night. And I was just like, man, like I'm, I'm so glad this is here. Like, right. It was a great night. Yeah. I, I get it because, you know, like you, I was involved with some, some things during the pandemic, um, you know, photographing live bands that are streaming, you Mm -hmm. know, so, they're doing their thing. They're doing the best they can. And it's a, there's a stream going out and you're, you know, you're taking pictures of that. And it's, some would say that would be cool or easier, but 
it's not cool. Right. It, it is easier, but it's but it's not cool, you know, because part of the job is the feeling that you get while you're doing the job. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. The the big crowds, the yeah, the wall of noise. It's, yeah. it's good to have it back. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, you uh, so obviously photography's uh, been a big part of the last uh, several years, and um, but uh, this the studio space now is this is like the new adventure right i mean this is like only a few few months or something like that or how long we've been doing this is coming up on uh well as many shoots as i've done out of here i haven't had never i've never had an official grand opening because i don't have things exactly as i want them yet but the the faces the space is also obviously functional so you know we've kicked shoots out of here uh to answer your question i've been in the space i think november November will make will mark one year since I did my very first photo okay. shoot here in this space. Um, I've kind of kept it low key, right. you know. I haven't pu- really pushed it out. I don't advertise too much. I mean, I started to change that by obviously sponsoring the podcast with you, um, and now we're talking about the studio space. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it's kind of like this 50-50 thing. It's 50% my playground right now and 50% sure. of this business area. So um, a very lucky person to, to have a space like this that I can uh, come and go in as I please and use at my leasure. Yeah. Well, we uh, obviously, uh, you know, you invited me down over here to the show or to the space and we got to snap a couple pictures. So I, I know now what it like feels like to be the the model uh, you know and like get to uh do that and it was it was fun man it was really a, a great experience getting to work with you in that capacity and uh um super easy going and i mean it was just uh it was really nice putting on some tunes and just uh get silly have some fun and and have a hope i'm excited to see the shot see what you captured and stuff but you yeah, uh you have a really nice room obviously you got some nice uh uh, prints of some of the photos that you've taken and things over the years and uh but so you can get involved uh we, we can well, book a session right through the website and absolutely all that. yeah people you, people can book through the website um keithbrickphotography.com people m- most people just message me directly on facebook right. so you can you can message the kbp studios page or you can message me directly um sessions are available um I think my, I I think my prices are very competitive, um, you know. So I don't, uh, I don't try to take advantage of of folks, and I love to work with other creatives. So if I would put this out there, if there's somebody that has a creative idea, you know, a vision that they want to collaborate with me on for my style of photography, it's, uh, you know, please reach out because if it's something that. Uh, they believe in and i believe that i could do justice well those are my favorite things yeah those collaborations yeah well you've already uh you know there's several of them uh but uh you know i've been really enjoying your work with uh mentioning steve ewing earlier but you also uh learn from kc uh she's another great friend of the show and uh super cool uh, i'm glad that uh, we've become friendly over the years and um bringing uh atg antonio from discrepancies uh, i know a lot of great pictures with him too and so all those guys uh yeah the space has been has been great to have because 
the space allows me to further the uh, the friendship cultivation. You know, uh, without the space, I would have never been able to entertain a photo ship with or a, a photo ship, <laughs> a photo shoot, and a friendship with Learn or or Steve. Um, you know, obviously, ATG. Um, I've worked with the discrepancies over the years. You know, I've provided uh, photo services for them. So Antonio and I, we knew each other previously, but uh, Learn was just a lot of fun. She was just really honest and open and down to earth, and she was silly when she wanted to be. You know, nothing was. It was a perfect shoot. It was. A, it was a perfect KBP Studio shoot. Uh, we had conversation beforehand, uh, we laughed, we learned a little bit about one another, and then we just had this nice, organic, creative, collaborative shoot, which is uh, really what I strive for in, in every shoot that I do. Um, I don't want to force anyone out of their box or make them feel uncomfortable. I want, want them to leave here feeling like they've had an experience, not just a photo shoot. So that's that's the intent of the space, and hopefully... You've experienced it today, and hopefully that was uh, in line with what you experienced. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, was, I mean, like, I've done a couple of different things in, uh, as far as, like, some headshots kind of stuff. Like for, But, uh, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. Just uh, Even just getting to hang in the talk and everything, even when we weren't shooting pictures and stuff, it was just uh, getting here to spend some time with you and stuff. It was was a lot of fun. So, um, But uh, so what... Uh, now I feel like is the, the for the dream. Like I mean, obviously you're getting to do a lot of really cool things. You're getting to do uh, the live concert stuff when you can. You um, you are you got the studio up and going when uh, when you have sessions in here and stuff. Is there is it is there is that the goal to uh, you know move into doing that more full time or do you, what what would uh, what would be ideal for Keith? What would you think? So, um, it's a great question with uh, not so easy answer. Right. Um, the fear is that when something I enjoy becomes a job, then it becomes something I no longer enjoy. Right. Hi, God. Total man, 100%. Um, so, do I charge for sessions? Of course I have to. I've got to keep the lights on around here. Do I do it professionally? Well, that's the definition of charging for the services, right? right? Um, jumping off 100%. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Right, right now, um, you know, the building is great. I have room to grow. The space is great. It's, it's comfortable. It's welcoming. Mm -hmm. um, so is it possible? Sure. Yeah, it's a possibility. Do I see it happening anytime soon? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I go back and forth. Uh, I there's, and I'm sure like so many other creatives like struggle with uh, the you know when when it's right or what's going to feel right and everything else. But like I have my day job, my forty plus, you know, my benefits, my retirement, my stability. I have all that that allows me to do all the fun stuff stress-free pretty much you know i don't mm -hmm. i uh i can survive uh with what that you know and then everything else just for fun and and getting to do all the concerts and the podcast and everything else like that's uh so and someday i i would you know i'd love to try to 
get make music a full-time thing and i i'm like i think it'd be but i i don't think it's gonna like just happen if i just i think i need to make that jump and commit to it and to make it happen but then i'm like well when is that when's that time when do i make you know it's like because <laughs> it's gonna be super scary and it's gonna be you know uh, i think i'll find a way to make it work I, I believe in myself to you know put in the work to you know, kick enough doors down to where I got to, you know, do whatever I got to do to eat and kind of thing. But, uh, at the same time, it's like, well, I have it pretty good right here like this and balancing both worlds pretty well. Right. And, uh, and the great irony of, in life, right. Is, uh, so like what you see in this photo studio is only, let me put it to you this way. If I were only a photographer, I couldn't afford what I have here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, based upon the income that, that I'm taking in now. But, you know, that's twofold, it, mm -hmm. perhaps because I'm not out there pushing, you know, as you say, kicking it out down enough doors to eat, but right. totally get your viewpoint. You know, yeah. there's securities in the, in sure. the, in the day job and, uh, or the primary job I'll call it. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, but that's my, my like goal. My, you know, my dream is I think it would be, um, but then uh, this is just face value of it. Cause like you're saying, like, I, my, my dream thing, I think would be, I always joke about it, like quit paying to go to shows and bring the shows to me and open my own venue and have my own thing. Uh, you know, Shane's, you know, whatever, come on over here. And like, and, uh, and I just think that would be a lot of fun to, um, do something in that capacity. And then, but at the same time, like I said, uh, like you, if I commit to it and make that my job, will I have as much fun going to shows and doing all the stuff when I'm doing all the business end of it and, but you know, the struggles, the stress, the everything that goes with, uh, all that making it happen and stuff. So will it still be as much as I, well, I love it as much? Uh, you know, so that's the, that's the whole, that's the, the question we all ask, you know, it's like, do I make it when I make a career, is it going to be why I fell in love with it in the first place? So, yeah. And I think, I think that's a 50-50 gamble, and there's only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah. But I would uh, – so I don't know. But that's uh, – I, I think it would be um, – I don't know. I just think it would be cool, like, to constantly just be uh, in the music all the time. Yeah. So. I get that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there there – don't get me wrong. There, there are times when, you know, I'm sitting around going, I, I, I wonder if I could just – you know, find a way to, to make a living or make, you know, to, to get through and get successful, uh, just with these cameras, you know, um, I mean, I've been fortunate to work with some really great models up here in, in the studio. And, uh, when you spend a day working with really good models, you know, and they're, and it's a nice collaborative effort and you pull images away from these shoots that are strong good images those are the days when you start to wonder could i do this for a living and then somebody brings you like a two and a half year old kid and you're you know doing everything you can to chase a kid around with a camera and get them to set still and you work 30 minutes to get a half of a good shot or something you know those are the days when you walk away going nope Day job seems yeah. pretty sound right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I um, I was also having a, a, a similar conversation to that effect with my friend Jamie. That and she does a lot of more like uh, 
she did weddings and stuff for a while and and uh she did but she does a lot of family photos and things and same kind of thing trying to get uh, a kid to even look at the camera right or anything like to get that shot and but we were kind of talking about like um you know the uh growth especially uh you know in for me in podcasting like if i listen to episode you know the early stuff compared to now like i mean it's night and day difference for me as a broadcaster but let alone the quality of the of the equipment i have and everything else too and that's in the same thing in photography you can immediately see uh you know his early start to where you are today and and uh and she's uh we were talking about that how like uh she was like how much better she's gotten and everything else all the tricks she's learned how to make it easier and things but we're also saying like how grateful we were that people gave us these opportunities early on to, uh, to fail really, you know, or to, you know, to, so I feel like that a lot. I always feel like when I, if people come back on the show years later, like after, like if they did the show early on and then they come back and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for like giving me a chance to try right. something new. This is, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, it's, you know, one of those sometimes like, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, really cool whenever it does work out and those people believe in you, like even if you're not good at it, but they give you a chance to try it, something. And, and, um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, one of those days when you're doing that with a, uh, trying to take a snap a picture of a uh, uh, kids and all that they can, or any of those various things that struggles along the way. You're like, man, wait, is this, <laughs> is this really worth it? Or, you know? So, right. And, and that's where, that's where we go back to where if it's, uh, if it's a still a hobby, right? You get to choose not to have those yeah, days. Right. If it's a business, you don't get to make that choice. Yep. And yeah. So it's it's kind of, you know, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, well, you uh, again find Keith Break Photography uh, dot com this is the website. You can you can book a session there. You can find a bunch of uh, examples of your work. You can find KBP Studios on your Facebook and Instagram. And again. Uh, the studio right here in um, off of Main Street in DeCoin, Illinois. So mm-hmm. just outside of uh, the greater uh, Metro St. Louis and stuff. But uh, come on out and visit Keith here. Um, uh, um, and this like I don't know. Like again, we talked about the building. Like it just. 100, 130, you said. One hundred thirty yeah. year old building. Yeah. I mean, but like just driving through town, like because it's. Uh, you know, it just feels like it, it, that old, you know, like out of a sitcom or an us, no, like a, out of a TV show, just like the whole, you know, it just a lot of the town, part of the town feels like that driving down Maine and stuff. Cause, uh, I feel it reminds me really what, what my home used, what Winsville used to be, because it used to be this small town. And like, we used to have like the one street kind of thing though. And like, uh, and then now it's just like nuts out there. Like every, there's so many, so many people moved out that way, and so. yeah, I tell people Ducoin is uh, like it's a it's a pretty big small town, right? And and what I mean by that is we have a lot of convenience here. So like here on Main Street, yes, it's it's traditional, it's old looking, you know, and it it kind of throws you back. And they do a they do a great job of keeping that aesthetic here on Main Street. I mean, you can drive a mile this way and you'll find Dairy Queen and Taco Bell and Walmart and you, <laughs> right. you, you'll find all those modern conveniences of you know city 
city life or whatever, even though Ducoin was, you know, it's not a giant thriving metro, but it's still, you know, we still have some of that. Right. But uh, the building is cool. The building is actually something that people dig when they come in. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like a time capsule. I'm the only um, tenant here, and things are left as they were in the portions of the building that I'm not using. And uh, we've had music videos shot here and in, in the building already, and I've done photo shoots in the other parts of the rundown rooms. So it's been... It's been great. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients that come here, they just like the tour of the building, I think, as much as they like anything else. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, this is a beautiful space you have here, and I'm excited to, to be a part of everything you got going now, man. It's, uh, it's really exciting that we're teamed up and see what we can do together now. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate all you've done and coming down here and taking the drive, uh, having me as a guest. And uh, again, you know, during the sponsorship period, if uh, folks are listening to this, mention Rock Paper Podcast, you get 10% off your shoot. Yeah, great deal, man. Yeah, save a couple bucks and get to come see it firsthand and uh, experience everything. And hopefully, uh, after that, word of mouth, hopefully we'll get, uh, you know, everybody else want to come join in too after they see the work and yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, get and get involved. Uh, again, KeithBreakPhotography.com, and you can see uh, Keith's work uh, with all the – all of our friends around town, but, um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. I'm really glad we did this today. Yeah, I am too. Um, closing thought to anyone listening. I am looking to do some over the top Halloween photos. So if you have listeners out there that go hard for Halloween, makeup, mm -hmm. costumes, all that, um, if they were interested in doing a collab and when I say collaboration, that's a free shoot. Okay, I'm not going to charge them for my time because if they're doing something that I have interest in, if they're going, if they're willing to model, I'm willing to shoot, and we can use this space. So, yeah. uh, if you anybody listening goes hard for Halloween and they want some studio photos for a collaboration, message me, hit me up, tell me what your idea is, and if I believe in it or if I like it, we'll make it happen. Yeah, that sounds uh, like quite the deal, quite the offer. Yeah, yeah. I might, I might submit something. Hey, Let's see, we could, we could make a whole weekend of yeah. it if we have to. Yeah, that could get weird. I'm all into it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, weird is good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on, buddy. Well, thank you, Keith, and uh, I will uh, see you soon, my friend. Not a problem. Yeah. Thanks for stopping in, Shane. I appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.